Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, had a, some good chat with some people lately actually who have been listening to our podcast. So thank you to those people that are listening and, and do comment about it when I have a chat to them. Um, I did say we'd update everyone with some more information, data, and keep some interesting facts coming along. So I guess my first fact, as I usually do, is the weather, and it, it's not too bad here in Brizzy at the moment. High sort of 20s and a couple of showers around the last few days, but pretty pleasant. So Melinda and I are here today to um, talk a bit of um, stats and, and some numbers that we have from in-house data that we've got. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have been doing a little bit more research, as we always do, to put together this episode, and um, we're glad that we are getting some fantastic feedback about the podcast. And um, I'll just give a request up front today, if you do enjoy what you hear, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into preparation of producing the information and the content that we do share. So we would really love for you to leave us a review if you do get the chance. Um, there's nothing more than we appreciate because that also helps others to find our podcast and benefit from the information that um, we've put into the preparation. So um, today we are going to be looking at the top 10 growth suburbs in Brisbane. This is something everybody wants to know. It is something that everybody aims for when they are looking to buy property, especially those that are purely looking for an investment. Um, so we have this information uh, straight from CoreLogic. We are going to break it down to the top 10 growth suburbs. We're going to look at short-term growth and long-term growth. So lots of information to share. Get your pens out ready and um, start jotting down some notes. Yeah, now we don't have all day, so we're only going to keep it to a top 10. <laughs> some of them do overlap in the one year to the 10 year, which is interesting. Um, just as a bit of an overview on this, as Melinda said, a lot of this, all this comes from CoreLogic. So with the research, um, Greater Brisbane overall in the, uh, in the last 12 months, 22.2% um, for Greater Brisbane. So uh, I thought we'd throw that one out there to start with and then break it down to the, uh, to the top 10 from there. Yeah, you may recall um, that the, the Brisbane market is you know still growing strong. I do want to point out also that the housing market data is what we're reporting here. This is not dwelling data. It does not include units or townhouses or anything that has a body corporate or strata scheme. It is simply houses on their own lots. Uh, so we haven't broken down this data for units at all. So Scott's just quoted you 22.2%. That is a annual 12-month growth for Greater Brisbane in the housing market. That's the data from CoreLogic. And we're going to be looking at the top 10 for the same period. And what I can say is that coming in in number 10 spot, we're almost double that growth that Brisbane experienced as a whole. So it just goes to show there's markets within markets. Um, and you cannot rely on a median value at a citywide level to determine growth in individual pockets. And of course, that's why anyone that's looking to invest would engage professionals that understand that and understand which markets are firing more than others. So we'll run through it. You've, you've touched on the um, coming in at number 10. So I guess we start from 10 and go up to one. What we'll do is we'll do the, um, the location, a little bit of an idea, a bit of a very quick summary of location, where that is compared to the CBD. Uh, the one-year median value percentage change, yep. the change, and then also the um, the number on that, so the median price, um, and then also some weekly asking rent and what the yield is on that as well. 
Yeah, so all of this information is relevant because I know a lot of um, investors, when they are inquiring about our services, for example, they say, well, I want a location that's got high growth and high yield, or I want, um, you know, high growth, oh, but I don't want my yields to be too low. Um, so it's really important to understand when you are targeting high growth locations, what the yield is likely to be. And it's equally important to understand when targeting for high yield, what the growth indicators are. That's not the purpose of this podcast. We are focusing purely on growth, but we are going to be sharing what the potential yield might be. Now, remember, yield is relative to a specific property. And as always, big disclaimer up front, before we disclose all of this information today, we are talking about median values. Now, I can't point out or stress enough the risk associated with relying 100% on a median. Now, obviously, when we look at data, that is the best indicator in the property market of price trends. However, as I've pointed out previously, every property is different. It's not um, like you can compare apples with apples at, in, in all instances. You've got larger blocks of land and smaller blocks of land in the same suburb. You've got flood impacted properties and high elevated properties with city views in the same suburb. You've got fully renovated homes and unrenovated homes in the same suburb. Every sale that is made in that suburb, regardless of the impact on the land, regardless of the quality of the home, it all is grouped together to create a median value. So you need to be aware that there will be some compositional bias. That said, when we are reporting on um, data, we, we just like to uh, put that disclaimer out up front. Data is also very useful in showing gross trends. Um, and then, of course, overlaying that with on-the-ground research is what makes the best investment decisions um, that you can make. So let's get started. Yeah, I must say, if I look at the numbers, and I'm looking at this before everyone else, if I look at the numbers compared to the suburbs, if I think if I could buy a property a good investment property or a house or something like that in these um, locations. I'd actually be pretty happy with some of those numbers. So um, let's start at the bottom. Camp Hill, 5.6 kilometres southeast of the CBD. And the one-year median um, value of the percentage change there, 41.7%. Yes, big increase in values in um, Camp Hill in the last 12 months. So 41.7% price growth in just 12 months. Now, remember the median value in Brisbane's tracking at 22.2%. So this is almost double the growth at a suburb level. Now, one thing to keep in mind, Camp Hill is not an affordable location. Current median values in Camp Hill $1,230,000. So we're really talking um, up at the higher price point, certainly the top end of the Brisbane market when we're talking about Camp Hill as a location. Um, interestingly, when we're looking at median asking rents uh, for the same location, that is tracking at $600 per week. So when we look at the median rent as a percentage of the uh, median value, um, that gives us an indication of what the median yield for the location might be, and that's 2.54%. Now, that's obviously a lot lower than the yield overall in Brisbane. The median yield in Brisbane is sitting at 3.9%, and a lot of people um, consider Brisbane because of the more attractive yields. Um, in a location like this, 2.54% yield is a lot lower than the median for Brisbane overall. Um, so the compromise there is the fact that you're going to get a lower weekly rent but the benefit is that significantly higher capital growth. So then number number nine, Norman Park. Norman Park's four kilometres east of the CBD. 
the change there, 42.60%, with the current median value of $1,260,000. Norman Park has um, actually been a performer. Now, there's two sides to Norman Park. It is divided by a train line that runs through Um, one side of Norman Park has some zoning that's got a little bit more infill development opportunities. So, you know, we see a few more townhouses and units in one pocket of Norman Park compared to the other pocket, which is a little bit more elevated, uh, many homes with city views, etc. So, you know, we're grouping all of these in together. The median weekly asking rent here in Norman Park, $605,000. So um, the median yield for this location, 2.5%. So again, lower yields um, for those much higher returns in terms of growth. So as an investor, if that's um, a yield is important to you, you have to consider this. Now, interestingly, both of these locations so far, um, very strong median value, certainly the top end of the market, and that supports what the CoreLogic data has been showing us and telling us that uh, the top end of the market is definitely outperforming the, the bottom part of the market here in Greater Brisbane. Yeah, so we move a little bit further out to the east. Um, we go 6.9 kilometres east of the CBD this, CBD this time, and that is to Cannon Hill. Cannon Hill, 42.9% and a current median of $1,020,000. Yeah, so this is the lowest um, median value um, in terms of the locations that have hit the top 10 here in Brisbane for growth in the last 12 months. So with Cannon Hill, 42.9% growth in the last 12 months, you can see we're just creeping slightly above the growth of Norman Park um, and we're only 2.9 kilometres further to the east from the CBD. Cannon Hill still a train line suburb. Um, and, you know, I think there's been a lot of gentrification recently in Cannon Hill, not many splitter blocks left, for example, um, and people are paying a premium just for the land to be in these locations. Uh, Cannon Hill also has a lot of properties that are post-war properties. So whilst we do have a sprinkling of pre-war properties, which will be those character Queenslanders, we are seeing gentrification in that post-war space. So, you know, we're seeing those properties being demolished and rebuilt because they can be, because they're not protected by demolition and potentially that may have contributed to that uplift. Um, In terms of weekly asking rents in Cannon Hill, we're looking at $550 per week. So um, lower rents, but remember, slightly lower median value as well. Um, That provides a median gross yield of 2.8%. And still in the east, um, there's a few out that way, Balmoral. Balmoral's actually a neighbour of uh, Norman Park, so 4.1 kilometres east of the CBD. Um, Balmoral sitting at 43.1%, current median of $1,360,000. Yeah, all um, these exclusive suburbs, top end of the market, high median values. Um, So remember that median is the middle score. You will have some properties transacting under um, this median and, of course, uh, the same number of properties transacting over. So it doesn't always account for the price disparity in a suburb. That can definitely be um, something that's not represented by a median value. But look, when we look at uh, Balmoral, an interesting one, um, Balmoral is in and under the new flight paths um, since the opening of the second runway, which obviously has occurred in the last 12 months, but obviously planes have not been running at capacity, um, in fact, nowhere near capacity. So let's see how that's tracking in the next 12 months to see if it's as, as desirable um, for people into the future. Current median in terms of rent sitting at 
$695. So we're looking at a gross yield of 2.66% in this location. So remember, gross yields at a level across Brisbane, 3.9%. So we're definitely tracking well under, but we've got locations that are tracking well over in terms of growth. So, you know, it's something that I often talk about. Um, you're not going to get high growth and high yield. If you really want that high growth, um, there's going to be that inverse relationship between growth and yield. And uh, this is so far being reported in in the data, in the numbers, um, and in what we are able to confirm through through what we're seeing. So the next property we we just head south of the uh, river. We just go across uh, across the river if you know Brisbane through uh, South Bank. Um, used to be World Expo eighty eight back in eighty eight, <laughs> um, and then just past that um, we've got West End. So West End they say is two kilometres southwest of the CBD, uh, Brisbane State High School catchment area. Um, a lot of units in that area as well, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of older Queenslanders being so close to the city. Um, so West End, um, that's in, improved 44.2% with a median price there of $1,480,000. Uh, the rent on West End is down at six hundred, dollars and that's a yield of 2.11%. Yeah, so West End is a, an interesting um, addition to this list. Um, we've definitely seen it on the ground in terms of the popularity of the location, obviously being so close to the CBD. Uh, West End was a suburb or is a suburb that can be significantly impacted by floods. So we saw a lot of, um, you know, impact in the 2011 floods. That was 10 years ago now. Um, some of those properties now have the ability to be built up because of some new uh, town planning schemes that have been introduced as a result of that flood. So potentially, you know, whilst the land itself can be a flood risk, the houses can be built so that they are flood immune or they have flood immunity. Now, yes, as Scott said, West End uh, sits predominantly within the Brisbane State High School um, catchment. That's a very popular secondary school here in Brisbane. In fact, it is the only um, co-educational secondary school that is also in the GPS competition for sport Um, and so that's one of the reasons why a lot of people choose to go to that school it's like a private school education um, but it is a state school so no fees yeah so then uh, we head back over onto the east Um, another area as you mentioned west end um, you mentioned about a bit bit about the flood side of things balimba um, is 3.7 kilometers east of the cbd it's quite a lot of balimba that can get uh, affected by the floods as well a uh, very popular area down through Oxford Street there for the restaurants and the dining and the and the and the um, lifestyle side of things. So Bloomberg sitting at forty five percent with a median price of one million six hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, we're definitely moving up in terms of the current median values as we move towards the top of the list in terms of the top ten growth in the last twelve months. Um, but as Scott pointed out, uh, Belimba is sitting in number five place there. Now, um, interestingly, also Belimba, another suburb that has been heavily impacted by changes to the flight pathways since the second runway here in Brisbane has opened. Um, clearly, that's had no impact to date on the median value changes. Um, we'll be tracking that to see if in the next 12 months there's any impact as the number of plane um flights or the number of, you know, transports per day, um, you know, certainly increases as we open up post-pandemic. But we've got a current median asking rent, if I can get my words out, of 862 
uh, $1.50 per week, that provides a gross rental yield of 2.75%. So again, we're still tracking well under the gross yields for all of Greater Brisbane with this location. Yeah, significantly higher that that rent, the asking rent there. But as you say, 2.75, the highest in the percentage is actually still sitting 28 Cannon Hill, but your your current median price is obviously a lot lower as it's, well. It's the lowest median value in the top 10 and it's the highest yield in the top 10. Interesting. So back over on the west, um, just up near Suncorp Stadium, up past Suncorp, Paddington. Paddington is 2.6 kilometres west of the CBD. Um, the improvement there, 45.6%, current median $1,570,000. Yeah, so very popular with young professionals in Paddington. Um, generally speaking, you'll get smaller lot sizes, small cottages. It was one of the original locations in Brisbane that was built out um, when Brisbane was first established. Um, current median asking rent sitting at $690 per week. So that provides a gross rental yield of 2.29%. So um, again, lower yields, higher returns. Um, and yeah, it's it's a trend we're seeing in all of this top 10. And just near there, uh, Milton. Milton's just uh, just near Paddington, 2.3 kilometres um, from the CBD, 47.8%, median of $1,550,000. Yeah, what's interesting um, here, Paddington's sitting up on the hill, generally speaking, uh, Milton, bottom of the hill next to the Brisbane River. So we definitely see generally um, a lot more flooding throughout Milton than Paddington. Um, Paddington, sorry, Milton has a current median asking rent of $667.50. That provides a current gross yield of 2.24%. But you are on the doorstop of the CBD, short stroll, and you'll be in the centre, um, 2.3 kilometres. Uh, you know, it's amazing to think that, you know, with $1.5 million, you can still buy that close to a major capital city CBD um, and I guess that's why people are attracted to Brisbane because of the affordability. I cannot imagine what a home, a freestanding home in Sydney or Melbourne, just, you know, two to two and a half kilometres from the CBD would um, require. But uh, that's what your money buys here in Brisbane. I don't think you'll get much for 1.5. But uh, in second place, Hawthorne, back out on the east, um, just around that same area, Bolimba, Balmoral, Hawthorne in that same area, 3.3 kilometres east of the CBD. The improvement there, 50.4%, median price, 1.68 mil. Yeah, and a current weekly median asking rent of $800 per week, so then again yields 2.48%. Another property, um, Hawthorne, Balmoral and um, Bilimba, all in that location impacted by the flight noise overlays. So um, an interesting trend to see that in the last 12 months we have seen an increase in values and we will be tracking that one as well to see if there's any change in that over the, the coming um, a few years as the, the number of planes increase. Now with number one. Yeah, so it's funny when, when I talk about this, 1.9 kilometres east. And I've just, as I've mentioned there, for those that don't know Brisbane too much, Hawthorne 3.3 kilometres east, um, Belimba 3.7 east, Balmoral, those areas east. This one is still 1.9 kilometres east of the CBD. However, our Brisbane River does zigzag in and around quite a lot. And this is actually a, basically what we would class as a north side, I guess. So north side of the river. Mm -hmm. New Farm. New Farm does um, sit just in closely Newstead in that area. Um, so New Farm sitting at number one, 61.2% with a current median of $2,130,000. 
Yes, one of the most expensive suburbs here in Brisbane um, hits the number one place for capital growth in the last 12 months. Now, more than doubled in the last 12 months. You know, that's, uh, well, sorry, 61.2%. Um, I, I correct myself um, of change in property values. Um, that's well and truly more than double. It's triple the median growth rate for all of Brisbane. So that's huge. And um, it's interesting that it is the very top end of the market um, that gives us an indication of who's driving the current property boom here in Brisbane. And it seems to be that those that have money um, and are putting that money into the top end of the market and therefore fighting over properties, pushing those values up higher and higher. When we look at New Farm, the median weekly asking rent is $750. So the yield Highest growth, lowest yield, 1.83% gross yields if you're looking to buy in new farms. So, you know, you've definitely got to make a compromise on the return of income um, at the, you know, to, to aim for that capital growth when you are targeting growth locations. New farm is an extreme example of that here in Brisbane. Yeah, I think I know where I'd be heading. The um, If I was looking for yield compared to the median, when you look at that, that capital growth side of it, 61.2%. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that sits in the next 12 months as well. So um, another thing we have done here as well, just to give you an idea, is is a 10-year um, growth. So the first one was obviously a, a one-year. Um, we've done a 10-year here, and we've actually got some suburbs that were in the one-year as well. Um, so if I just run through those quickly and we can run through the, um, the areas, um, in that top, uh, the 10, in the top 10 years, um, New Farm, Paddington, Milton, Hawthorne, Camp Hill and Balimba are all in the top 10 of the 10-year growth as well as the one-year growth. Yes, interesting trend as Scott's pointed out. So, you know, there's definitely six out of 10 that have been the top performance in the last 12 months that are also the top performers in the last 10 years for capital growth here in Brisbane. Um, now, that means that there's four uh, suburbs that have been the top performers in the last 12 months that are not the top performers, meaning in the top 10, over a 10-year period. Now, just to highlight those, um, so those that were in the top 10 for the last 12 months are West End, Balmoral, Cannon Hill and Norman Park. They are not in the top 10 for the long-term performance over a 10-year period. So an interesting trend, just something that we wanted to point out, because obviously when we're buying for capital growth, we're not buying for 12 months of capital growth. We're buying for long-term capital growth. Um, and we're going to run through from number 10 right up to number one, uh, those suburbs in Brisbane that have performed the best over a 10-year period because I think that that's very relevant for people to understand. So we'll run through these a bit quicker so that you uh, keep your pens handy and keep things moving. Um, so at number 10, Kalinga. We've spoken about Kalinga last week, actually, um, as one of the areas in most demand. in demand. Um, Kalinga is actually a very small um, suburb, as we said last week, 5.3 kilometres um, from the CBD to the north, probably yeah, directly almost to the north. 10-year, um, 108.4%. Current median, 1.42 mil and the median asking rent there is $675 and the yield 2.47%. Yeah, so 108.4% uh, growth over the last 10 years. Um, so definitely doubled in value in that time. We don't have the growth trends for all of Greater Brisbane across the same period to compare that with, but I'm sure that um, understanding what's happened in that time 
Um, this has definitely been an outperforming suburb. Uh, remember, when you look at the last 10 years in Brisbane, we've definitely had a lot of headwinds in comparison to Sydney and Melbourne markets. For example, you know, back in 2011, we had the Brisbane floods, which definitely, you know, put a handbrake on any price rises in Brisbane whilst we really, you know, recovered from such a devastating event. And of course, in some areas, the demand for properties really plummeted off the back of, you know, the impact from those floods. We then had a situation heading into 2016 um, of peak oversupply in the inner city unit market. And that occurred off the back of a change in the city plan back in 2014. So, when land is rezoned for a higher density residential use, a lot of developers moved in, they built a lot of investment stock, which is your typical two bedroom, two bathroom inner city units that had an impact on the overall market because there was simply too many properties available for people to buy or rent, um, but not enough people to fill those properties. So vacancy rates spiked across the city um, as you know, people, renters had more options to choose from. Um, but we also saw property values really stagnate um, because, you know, growth comes from supply and demand when supply is tight and demand is high. Um, obviously, since then, the number of new dwellings that have been constructed has been in decline, especially in the, the higher density unit market in Brisbane. So we're definitely in a market of lower supply. Um, we've also got lower listing volumes and then we've got this extreme high demand and that's why we're seeing more recent price growth. So, you know, that's number 10 in Kalinga. I just wanted to provide some context for what um, Brisbane has done in the last 10 years as to why some of these numbers might have been different when we're comparing them to Sydney and Melbourne values um, as we move through the other nine in the top 10. Let's go. Yeah, so the next one is Grange, uh, 4.8 kilometres north of the CBD. Uh, the growth there, 108.4%, uh, exactly the same as Kalinga. Uh, median price in Grange, $1.27 million. Um, currently, or median asking rent, $650 with a yield of 2.66%. Yeah, so still lower yielding locations when we compare those overall um, with the Brisbane gross uh, yield, which is 3.9%. So moving into number uh, seven is... Belimba. Belimba, sorry. Yeah, Belimba, 3.7 kilometre east of the CBD. We've been through the stats of Belimba. Um, so that's hitting number seven. In number six, Camp Hill, now again, another suburb. We've been through those stats. That suburb is also in the top 10 growth suburbs for the last 12 months. Um, so then heading into number five, we've got Ashgrove, and that's a new entrant to the long-term list. The only thing we didn't say with Belimba in the 10-year, it's 112.9%. Camp Hill, 114.3%. And then Ashgrove, which is the next one above, which is 4.3 kilometres northwest of the CBD, 118.6%. Um, Ashgrove, 1.3 million. And the rent, the median rent there is 600 per week, 2.4%. Yeah, sorry, I rushed through that without giving those stats for, stats for the 10-year um, the changes there. So I will slow myself down because the next one on the list is Hawthorne. Um, Hawthorne was on the top uh, list for this year or the last 12 months as well. Hawthorne in the last 10 years has experienced 125.2% growth. Uh, so a, a top performer where well and truly above Kalinga, which was in number 10 place when we move into a suburb like Hawthorne. Um, so let's have a look at the next one, which is a new entrant to the list as well. Yeah, Barden. Barden is 4.7 kilometres west of the CBD. Barden with a 10-year change of 127.5%. Median uh, value in Barden is $1.42 million. 
with the rent uh, $650 per week, 2.38%. Yield. Yeah, Barden's a very leafy location, very family friendly, a lot of amazing walking tracks. Um, It's a lifestyle location, that's for sure. Um, Lots of elevation, lots of breezes, um, and it's a very green suburb. And I think that that's definitely contributed to the desirability over time. Then when we look at the top three for the 10-year growth, um, coming in at number three place, we've got Milton. So 2.3 kilometres west of the CBD. The 10-year growth in Milton has been 128.7%. Yeah, and the the next two, the top two, both still in the top bracket in the the one year as well. So I can give that away straight away. Mm -hmm. Number two, Paddington, which we did mention previously, um, just west of the CBD, um, 130.2%. Uh, for Paddington over that 10-year period. And then New Farm, sitting at number one in 10-year as well as one year, 151.8%. So it is confirmed if you buy a house in New Farm or if you bought a house in New Farm in the last 10 years, you have bought in the top-performing suburb here in Brisbane. Um, And if you bought a house 12 months ago in New Farm, you've also bought in the top-performing suburb here in Brisbane, but you need deep pockets to buy a house in New Farm with a median value of $2,130,000. It is a suburb that has a lot of um, different types of homes. There is a lot of flood impact because it is right next to the Brisbane River as well. So you need to weigh up whether you're coming in at an entry level property um, and accepting some of that risk or going for a more elevated property, which is more likely to be above that median value. So um, Obviously, when you're looking at numbers, it's a representation only of what is actually happening on the ground. It doesn't give a true indication of every single property, but um, it does provide those trends, which helps us to get an understanding of, you know, what um, areas to focus on when we're looking for high growth locations. But as I will point out, I'll just point out once more, these high growth locations are all low yielding locations here in Brisbane. You know, we've got 1.83% 1.83% yield in the top performing performing suburb, um, and then the yields are not reaching anything even up to 3%. So we're much lower than the overall um, median value for Brisbane in terms of gross rental yields, and it's something to keep in mind. Um, you need deep pockets to be investing in these high-growth locations in Brisbane as well, with median values all well above that $1 million price point. Um, a median value is not always representative of the best location within a suburb. So be prepared to pay um, well for the, the well-located, locate, sorry, the well-located properties within each of these suburbs. Um, and don't think that you can just shop with that median value and get the best asset in that location either. I think if anyone that has bought any of these properties, the top let's say 14 properties I think we've mentioned 14 um, suburbs that we've mentioned in this podcast um, I think you've had a pretty good return on your investment as well um, Absolutely. some of those numbers are pretty impressive actually so um, look I'll um, hope that's been interesting uh, there's been a lot of numbers and sort of things thrown at you there um, hopefully uh, people kept track of all that um, if not reach out to streamline and we can have a chat about it <laughs> but um, look I'll um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual uh, it's been good talking today we look forward to chatting again next week um, take care everyone it's good to, good to know people are started opening up so New South Wales opening up Victoria's getting close um, Queensland where we're still sort of living a bit of a life up here as, as we have been um, but yeah look look forward to things opening up so we can catch up with families friends and um, enjoying life up towards the Christmas time which is not too far away so 
I'll let Melinda wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye for now. Yeah, thanks for tuning in again, everyone. Please also tell our podcast, um, or tell everyone about our podcast, share it with your friends and family. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review, as I pointed out at the beginning of this episode. Until next week, um, take care, have a great day, and bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.